the Curbsiders podcast is for entertainment, education, and information purposes only, and the topics discussed should not be used solely to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any diseases or conditions. Furthermore, the views and statements expressed on this podcast are solely those of the host and should not be interpreted to reflect official policy or position of any entity, aside from possibly cash like moral hospital and affiliate outreach programs, if indeed there are any. In fact, there are none. Pretty much, we are responsible if you screw up. You should always do your own homework and let us know when we're wrong. Hi, I'm Dr. Molly Hoyblein, here with my co-host, Dr. Ira Krasnowskaya. We are here at the Curbsiders Teach are so excited to be sitting down at the Alliance for Academic Internal Medicine in Austin. And we are sitting down with one of the most uh, amazing members of the Alliance, Dr. Shobi Cheda, who's the board chair for the second year in a row. And we have a fantastic conversation with her. Yeah, so I hope you enjoy and I hope we can see you at a future AIM meeting. Well, Dr. Cheda, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're really excited to sit down here in person at the Alliance of Academic Internal Medicine for the Academic Internal Medicine Week 2023. Yeah. Yeah. In Austin, Texas. In Austin, Austin, Texas. Yeah. So, well, we were hoping to get to know you a little bit better. Um, Can you share a bit about yourself and your role at AIM, or I should say at the Alliance of Academic Internal Medicine? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for this past year, I have um, been the chair of the board of directors for the Alliance, and um, I... uh, I'm going to be completing my first year, and I just got reelected to my second year as yes, uh, chair congratulations. of the board, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, and so that's my formal role here, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And what about your role outside of AIM and just a little, sure. a little bit about yourself yeah. outside of medicine? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I uh, have been at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine and Public Health for 21 years. I have no idea how long that, you know, how that goes by so quickly. And uh, my uh, professional role there now is Associate Dean for Medical Education. So I oversee curriculum and um, assessment for our medical students. And I am a practicing general internist. So I've have had a panel of patients for 21 years. It's Yay, really primary care. <laughs> an amazing, amazing career. Well, we were just talking about that before the recording, about how uh, yeah. it sounds like sustaining and fulfilling primary care is, though I don't want to put yeah. those words in your mouth, uh, yeah. Shobi, but maybe you can share about how you've managed to stay in that world for 21 years. And then, of course, we'll pivot back to the Alliance. Yeah, yeah. It, it's actually interesting because, in you know, in, in different ways it's connected. I am... Um, when um, I actually did a combined medicine and pediatrics residency, and um, then as a early uh, career faculty, the first place I went was St. Louis University, and um, that was when I started to really practice primary care. And um, after uh, five years, I fell in love, got married, moved to Madison, Wisconsin, and then that's where I've been ever since then. And um, I just really loved um, the ability to care for patients while also pursuing my passion, which is education and being able to develop a career in education. Amazing. And what's been your favorite part of attending the conference so far? Yeah, I, um, I really, uh, I just feel like coming to Academic Internal Medicine Week is just an amazing recharge for me. And to be able to meet people across the country that share so many of my passions and, and values about how do we make departments of internal medicine in the academic mission there, um, just stronger and more sustainable and re-energize around our education passion, our research passion, our administration passion, and, and be the best we can by learning from each other. So 
Yeah. I love that. I feel like that just got me a recharge for today. <laughs> um, can you tell us um, how you got involved with AIM? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of crazy story. So as I mentioned, I went to St. Louis University. And um, when I was there as an early career faculty person had this idea about, um, oh, we should build this course for fourth year students. And um, Dr. Doug Walden was the clerkship director there at the time. And he's like, sure, do it. Try something. And uh, so we built this fourth year course. And then we submitted it as a poster. And um, that was back in like 1997 to the Clerkship Directors of Internal Medicine, CDIM group. And that was the first time I came to a national meeting for that. And I was just completely wowed. And then over the years, um, many um, of the Clerkship Director group, the Program Director group, the group of professors, the group of administrators have now come together under the umbrella of the Alliance. And so um, now we're academic internal medicine week, really being able to bring together people from, you know, all areas of academic internal medicine. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And what keeps you involved? Should we like, what, what's really about this week or maybe the lines mm-hmm. in general that is kind of keeping you coming back year after year for your yeah. second, you know, stint yeah. as the chair? Yeah. yeah. Board chair. You know, it's interesting for me. Um, it's, it's a lot of that creative energy part, like that idea of, wow, we're doing things like this. What can we work together to do better? And I feel like when people work together across the country to put on workshops, um, to de- disseminate their work, it is, I mean, it's high quality. It's excellent. There is a lot of amazing, amazing work that happens here and then just kind of moves on to, you know, not only scholarship widely, but really this whole idea of like, how do we all learn from each other so that we're not reinventing the wheel? I think that to me is one of the things I'm super passionate about. It's like, life's too short. We can't all sit in our own little cubbies and do the same thing. We need to move it forward. So let's share what we're doing and move it forward together. And I think it's that energy and passion and that that commitment to excellence and making things better that to me is a core driver. Plus Absolutely. just the awesome, fun people. Yeah, yeah we're we did. You're and I did a workshop yesterday with the um, two two people from Yale, and that was just really fun to collaborate. And then also just the energy in the room, and mm-hmm. how much the participants shared, and just bouncing yeah. ideas off each other, and thinking about you know pushing us to think in new ways. So absolutely, it's yeah. it's a great experience. It is amazing. I think one of the things about this year's meeting compared to, I mean, I've been coming for a long time, right? Like so, it's been super interesting to me to see just. Um, just how much more, and I'm going to use this word like cross-pollination, you go to these workshops and sure, you know, you're going to have a clerkship director person, but you're going to have a program director person, an administrator person, and an educational administrator person. And like people are, I'm meeting more people from different roles in the workshops that we're going to than I've ever seen before. So I think that's pretty exciting because I think that's a great way to exchange ideas overall. Mm. I think the other thing that's super cool is... Um, really starting to see just a lot more action happening around the um, diversity, equity, and inclusion space, right? You know, like we're really moving in its slow steps, but towards the what can we do different and better to close so many of the gaps that exist. And I'm seeing a lot of that come out in the posters that are being presented and workshops. So to me, those are kind of the highlights and super exciting things about this year. Amazing. I also love what you just said, Shobi, about the kind of putting things into action, but also 
in terms of people sharing different roles. Like it's kind of yeah. this interprofessional and um, we'll call it interdisciplinary um, yeah. meeting in action where you go to these workshops and you're seeing different perspectives kind yeah. of amplifying the content, you know, like a workshop Absolutely. that may have had just one perspective now has four, four or five different ones. And you can kind of approach, you know, just back to what you said, like instead of things in silos, approach things from different perspectives altogether, maybe even across the country, people yeah. kind of sharing the same yeah. um, perspective. So it's yeah. nice to really have that diversity of, um, you know, career and role coming out in the workshops. Yeah, absolutely. I know I know we're all generalists, right? And it's kind of that same construct, right? That ability of how do you bring together these different things? We do it often for our patients, right? And and try to connect things to move them forward. And I feel like in so many ways it's that exact same thing is how do we bring pieces together? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, yeah. and the plenary was a yeah. really wonderful Thank you. Um, focus on that mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. Our, is that kind of one of AIM's biggest focuses right now, or are there other things that you're really excited that yeah. AIM is moving forward? Yeah. So, you know, we um, had developed a strategic plan, and um, it got launched. Um, it, we put it together, and it was starting in 21, and obviously lots of other things going on around mm-hmm. that time period, uh, around that. So um, the diversity, equity, and inclusion is really foundational um, to two core ends of our strategic plan. Um, one other major focus is really thinking thinking about this continuum from UME to GME to GME and what the alliance can do, because we're perfectly positioned to do that. We just talked about all the people we have in the room together at one conference. You know, many groups have kind of their own clerkship director conference or their own program director conference or their own fellowship one, but we're really perfectly positioned to work across that continuum. So um, over the last two years, a lot of our task force work has really been about that continuum and how to make things more sane for lack of a better way of putting it, in that transition for our learners um, across that. So that's one of the other major areas that we're working on with that. And then also a lot of work around professional development, right, that focus on the faculty and staff that are doing all this work at their home institutions and what skill sets do we need to do it well. So we've been doing more work around the business of medicine, around um, really understanding that kind of professional development that we need, faculty development, I feel like I'm, again, like jazzed to be at this meeting and hearing kind of all the the planning behind it and the visioning that, uh, mm-hmm. for it. Is there something particular at this meeting, Shelby, that's been really inspiring to you or, or even really surprising to you that you want to highlight? Yeah. You know, one of the things we know, right, this issue around burnout, burnout about people in their professional roles, et cetera, is something that's, you know, real. And what I'm finding at many of these sessions are people really are, are starting to talk about things, not using, quote unquote, the burnout framework work, but much more that idea of what energizes us, what leads us to flourish, how do we find passion in our work. And regardless of kind of that content area that the different workshops are covering, I feel like that's such a core piece of what people are trying to bring out around that. And I think that's just so important for our community. Wonderful. And in the DEI space, mm-hmm. including, you know, you mentioned bringing in posters and speakers yeah. and we yeah. talked about the plenary. Are there other things that are moving forward around that? Yeah. So um, this year, the board just approved um, the formation of a 12-person diversity, equity, and inclusion advisory group. 
And really what the board charged this group with is to look at everything the Alliance does, right? Our, our policies, our educational materials, what we are putting on at our conferences, kind of like the whole thing, and, and look at it using a diversity, equity, and inclusion lens and saying like, okay, this is what I'm seeing here. These are the gaps that we recommend the organization fixes. These are the things that, you know, it's happening this way. It's really going to be far more inclusive if it happens that way. So they're doing kind of an overlook of everything from this advisory group. And then we'll bring information back to the board um, recommendations to say, okay, what has to happen here? So um, that's been some exciting work that we have been doing over this past year. Um, and um, the other thing that's been very exciting is that we're participating in a national group um, kind of under the um, term Equity Matters. There's 30 organizations that have come together and said, okay, what are the important kinds of professional development that need to happen for our community around um, DEI, around equity? And let's not all build our own. Remember, we just talked Coming about life's, to too, that, short, exactly. life's <laughs> too short, yeah. but how do we actually actually use everybody's talents and skills to build this type of learning that can happen at a national level and be across multiple different um, national groups. Um, so we've been a major contributor as the Alliance to that work. Um, and then we have a team from the Alliance that's working with that group nationally. And then the fun thing is, once you participate in that, those materials will be available to us as the Alliance, and we will be able to implement them within Thanks. our own organization. And is that national group, is that medical groups or is that more kind of crossing spheres yeah, and domains? It's medical groups, um, but not just internal medicine groups. So, right, it, it's kind of outside of the internal medicine group um, world, but still kind of with this still professional organizations focused on medicine. I love that. And realizing that probably if you're having this question or thinking about these kind of uh, strategic visions, maybe there are other folks having that same vision. Yeah. And just like you yeah. said, let's capitalize on doing this together as opposed yeah. to in silos. I wonder, um, you know, thinking about yourself maybe 15 years oh ago God. or 20 years ago <laughs> yeah. or 21 years yeah. ago, how would you mentor an early version of Shoei to kind of experience this conference or maybe yeah. even uh, navigate the professional society like like mm -hmm. AIM? How would you yeah. kind of ask that person to get involved? Yeah, actually, you know, it's interesting. You asked me this question earlier a little bit and I, I realized what I didn't say. So now I get to say it. Um, <laughs> is this whole thing about, um, you know, just that opportunity to meet people that are passionate about the same thing you're passionate about from across the country? right? That to me is an amazing opportunity. So when you talk about being an early career person and being new at a meeting, I will say it's, for me personally, like big is a little intimidating. So I want to acknowledge that, you know, there's a lot of people here. So then it becomes, how do you make it a little bit smaller for yourself when you think through like, what am I passionate about, right? If I'm going to go to posters and I'm really excited about, um, you know, uh, somebody who's uh, making that transition, for example, from the fourth year of medical school to an early intern, how do I meet people that are doing posters on that and go up and say hi to them and just putting yourself out there and making that connection. And um, it's so fun because it takes, it doesn't take too long to do that. People are wanting to make those connections. So I would say just try to make those connections early on, you know, about what you're passionate about. And um, it just kind of grows from there, which is exciting. 
Um, in terms of the organization within our um, hall downstairs, there's a whole meeting center, super friendly staff that will, like, if you say, I want to get more involved in da-da-da, they will kind of tell you, oh, volunteer for this or volunteer for that. There's so many different volunteer opportunities. We would need like a whole other 20 minutes together for me (laughs) to list them. But there's a lot of ways to just put your name out there. Um, You know, you may not get picked the first time that you put your name in. And so I really encourage people to don't take that as anything except an opportunity to put your name in the second time. Um, Because through, you know, wanting to volunteer and get engaged, that's kind of the way it worked for me in the organization and I think can work for a lot of people that are passionate. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with us. This has just been really fun to hear a little bit more about the Alliance and hear your perspectives on the conference. And we're just so happy to be here this week. Yeah, thank you both. So many take-homes. Thanks, (laughs) have a great rest of your day. Thank you. This has been another episode of our Curbsiders mini-series, The Curbsiders Teach. Get your show notes at thecurbsiders.com slash teach. A special thanks to Dr. Matt Watto and Dr. Paul Williams for their support in this project. Thanks to Dr. Stuart Brigham for composing our theme music and to the Podpaste team for editing our audio. Thanks to our social media team, Andrew DeLatte on Instagram and John Ung on Twitter. Until next time, I've been Dr. Molly Hoiblein. And we're committed to providing you with high-value, practice-changing knowledge. And to do that, we need your feedback. So please subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or contact us at thecurbsettersteach at gmail.com. And a reminder that most episodes, but not this one because we wanted to have a quick turnaround, are available for free CME credit for all healthcare professionals at curbsiders.bcuhealth.org. All you have to do is create an account. I'm Dr. Ira Krzyzanowskaya. Thank you so much for joining us today and letting us bring you a little nugget of medical edutainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm.